Hello there, and welcome to the Babblers Guild. Now, we've had, I think it's about two weeks off now. That's for numerous reasons, mainly because um, we kept forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. But um, we're, not, we're, not, we're not too fussed about it, to be honest, because I think it's quite nice to have a little break in between a couple, maybe miss a week, get it up. We're just going to put them up whenever we do them, and it's, it's all going to be gravy, isn't it? It is. It's going to be gravy, oxo, wow. cell, whatever you want. Bovril. Even a bit of bo- I was about to say Bovril, but a beef <laughs> extract. Can't beat it at a football game in the winter. Ooh, you can't. Yeah. Or on toast. It's I, ever, see, oh, I spread it on toast sometimes. I've never had it on toast. Oh, it's, just, it's just like a really beefy marmite. Wow. I know they do a chicken Bovril, which I do put in um, oh. like chicken chicken um, gravy sometimes. Just put it it's in chicken. Very... Put it in chicken. Stuff like, you know, your roast chicken with Bovril. Get the giblets out. Get the chicken Bovrilin and Billy, Billy Bob's your uncle. Still in the glass jar. Extra Ex- texture. Exactly. Don't do that. Please don't do that. Yeah, please Health don't do that. Health and safety warning. Yes, one chicken, one jar. Anyway. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> anyway. Moving swiftly on. <laughs> moving very swiftly on. Um, how are you? I don't even know why I'm asking that because we've we've actually just spent the weekend together, haven't we? We have. We have. It was a nice romantic getaway, wasn't it? <laughs> we, um, we've, we've been in London, haven't we, with our partners? The, the yeah, we have. Us. And shout out to Josh, who was with us. I know you're listening, Josh. Yeah, Josh, um, you're definitely listening. I can hear you listening, even though this is live and you're not here. Giving us plenty of updates for the pod. Uh, updates, uh, suggestions um, of things that he'd like to... I don't know why I said updates. So Josh has given us plenty of suggestions of things that may may come up at some some time so just just in honor of that i would like to say according to all known laws of aviation <laughs> there is no way that a suggestion is getting in this podcast no i'm joking josh wanted to be movie nod so there you go josh but yeah we, we had a, a nice weekend in london didn't we we did it was really nice we went to the old um the old winter Wonderland. Wonderland. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Wonderland, exactly. Because it's all German. <laughs> it is. Everything was German. It was great. If you've never been to Winter Wonderland or don't know what it is, it's basically um, they turn Hyde Park, well, probably like a quarter of it, into a giant festive place with lots of German markets and fun rides, roller coasters, um, just basically a gigantic fun fair that is on acid. And I'm just going to say, that bratwurst that we had was incredible really good wasn't it i can't remember which one i I think i just had the smoky bratwurst with cheese but you had um like the classic one with like all the sauerkraut and everything that's it sauerkraut yeah it was nice and the chips were great as well but anyway that's winter wonderland we spent the weekend together and when was the last time we saw each other in person before that it would have been september last year when we went to the 90s pop night it was, wasn't it? I think yes. that was it, yeah. I, th- I genuinely think that was it, because that, that was a, a fun great weekend night. as well. Yeah, great <laughs> night. That was really good. Um, this this week, it's sort of going to be the last one until the new year, because obviously we've got all the Christmas break and everything like that. So we're going to do this, and then in that first week of Jan, we'll be, we'll be back at you with a... Um, a brand new, brand new, well, I'm not going to call it a series, just a brand new episode, really. Um, and we podcast thought. Podcast of the week. Podcast of the week. The new podcast of the year. And we thought that because it's the end of the year, we love playing games. We're going to go through um, just the games that, that we've really liked playing this year, which I think is sort of a nice way to end the year. Yes. Indubitably. Very exact- much so. I'm never very... saying that word again. <laughs> Indubitably. I don't even know. Is it a real word? Um, I don't know. I would go get a dictionary, but the price of books are extortionate. Thanks, Liz uh, Truss. Yeah, thanks, Liz Truss. <laughs> thanks, Liz Truss. The catchphrase is back 
in action. Uh, I'm going to start. Um, I'll go through my top five. I've got two honourable mentions. And then then it's over to Jamie to, for his spiel of the games that he's he's absolutely bloody loved yeah, this boy. year. Absolutely bloody <laughs> loved this year. Yeah. Number five. Here we go. We're just going to get straight into it. Number five. So I've got five. Uh, the first one is The Ascent. Now, I spoke about this quite a long time ago on the pod and i love the ascent it's sort of like an isometric top-down shooter set in a cyberpunk world it came out around the same time as the cyberpunk game but this is way better (laughs) it's 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 great that it looks fantastic it's probably one of the best games looking wise i've ever played the you play as this like little augmented person you can create your own character and whatever and you go through this place which is i forgot what it's called it might be called the ascent actually i think that's why it's called the ascent and it's basically a city but it's on loads of different levels it's really really tall and all the way at the top all the rich people live all the way at the bottom sort of the sewers and how it all acts and you work your way up through sort of like the gangsters and the crime area and if you really like games where you get loads of loot you can customize your character there's loads of upgrades and it's quite a good platinum to get if you're into trophies it's it's just it's a really good really good one to get the action is absolutely solid as well especially when you get to the end um there's this sort of minigun that shoots in sort of like omnidirectional in three different directions and it just absolutely slices through enemies when you get that it's quite hard to find though but it's if you like little isometric top-down shooters and i think it took me probably to platinum it i think it's just over 20 hours so it's not too bad doable then yeah, it's, it's very doable, and all the trophies are quite nice. There's one of them where you do need somebody to play with, and it's basically just revive somebody in co-op, and that's the only one you need for co-op. So if you don't know somebody, you're not going to get the platinum. But Jump on Reddit, there'll be someone. Exactly. There'll be someone on Reddit. There's always on a forum on Reddit. But, Jamie, if you ever get it and you ever like it, I will happily play through the entire thing with you and just wreck all the enemies while you sit by and enjoy the fun <laughs> i don't know if i could do any more games that involve ascension and working your way up something because i just don't think it would ever compare to the tower of deadly monsters oh one of the best games i've ever played and we've both it? platinumed it haven't we yeah is it deadly tower of monsters or tower of deadly monsters i always forget deadly tower of mon one of the two yes it's one uh, of the two you just work your way up don't you and we've spoken about it before we that is fantastic. We it also need to just make sure that we speak about Kingdom Come Deliverance. Uh, and we've done it. Okay. Uh, moving on. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Kingdom Come Deliverance. There we go. It's a great game. Um, that is not on my top five because even though I have played it this year, it's not a newish game. Uh, number four, anyway. We're going to move swiftly on. Number four. Now, it's no surprise that this is in the list. Now, this is sort of um, the five that I've got are sort of how much i've enjoyed the games over the year so it is sort of a definitive fifth is my fifth favorite and then number one is going to be my favorite game that i've actually sort of played this year but number four coming in hot now they are all on a similar level to my likeness of them but number four is of course the one and only elden ring mm. which you don't like <laughs> i still get i still get flashbacks it's you know what? I can appreciate that it's an incredible game. The story is great, and the people who who like those games, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of content to it, and it looks fantastic. It plays really well. I'm just, you know, what? it's not even that I I don't like it. It's just that I'm terrible at it, and I don't have the patience to get good. You do need patience to get good. You do need a lot of patience to get good. It's it's 
it, it sort of blew my expectations away with what sort of the God of War, the uh, the Souls formula can do and what From Software did. Because when they first announced that they were doing an open world esque Souls born game, I think for me personally, I was like, oh, well. Is that going to work? So all the inter- interconnected levels and zones and how the whole world's connected. But what they did with it and how they expanded upon originally the Dark Souls formula, I think it's it, it's a proper achievement in gaming. Obviously, it won Game of the Year as well this year, which is probably quite well-deserved of it. And they took everything, like all the, the way you develop your characters, the armaments that you put on, how you equip things, the different types of spells. And because it's open world, I think the main thing people were wondering is how is the co-op going to work? Is it going to be very hard? And because they tried to make it a bit more accessible for people who aren't into the Soulsborne games. And the way they counteracted that is by having summons, which weren't people. They were just NPCs. So you could have like the different enemies. You had like wolves and the enemies that you'd fought and you could turn them into spirits that you summon to help you in battles and it was a really nice addition to the game the world is phenomenal like you said it's beautiful looking especially when you get into the big open plains and everything with the castle and everything it's it's brilliant and they didn't shy away from not telling the story (laughs) (laughs) which i thought it was going to be open world here we go we're just going to get a big strong narrative written by george R. R. martin but no everything was as it normally is you had to talk to people you had to read item descriptions in order to get the story so it had the essence of a Soulsborne game, but with sort of like the fantastical element of that high fantasy narrative and world that they created. And the art direction is is amazing. If you're into fantasy games and you like challenging games, get on it because it's sort of everything that you would realistically want to be looking for in a fantasy RPG game, which is just just everything that I really wanted for it. I ended up going down the route of being basically a tank and I had, um, well I do, I can't wait for DLC to come out, like the story DLC. I have these two swords, which are the Iron Great Swords, which are very hard to farm. I think it took about 10 hours for me to farm two of the swords from this very specific enemy and basically all my attacks are jump attacks. I've got all the charms and the talismans and everything to make my jump attacks like 25% more effective. Maxed out both the weapons and even like sort of the harder enemies, I can at least two shot them. And it's sort of a nice feeling that when I get into a boss arena, I can sort of kill it in like 20 hits instead of having to spend like an hour on a boss, <laughs> which is quite a nice feeling. Um, but that's number four, Elden Ring. Elden Ring. Oh. Elden Ring. You should, you should, you should go, and, should go and bloody get it. But maybe we'll, maybe we'll revisit it together, and I'll go through the entire game with you, Jamie. I think I, I just, I don't know if I have the patience for it. It looked great. I did like the fact that it doesn't really tell you what to do and it's not linear at all really i know you need to have some things to get in some places but also you don't you can kind of like find shortcuts to different zones can't you and take on bosses early and stuff and then obviously get absolutely pummeled because you're too lower level yeah that's 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 like what i was saying like the essence of mm. the actual core souls games are still there where it's an interconnected world doesn't tell you what to happen you can go to a to an area or a boss too early and it's like oh Oh, maybe I shouldn't be here yet. Maybe I should go away for another couple of hours and kill a few easier bosses to level up. Yeah, I don't think it mattered how high a level I got. I just, I just was not good. Not good. Couldn't get the side on right. And that's fine. It's not for everyone, but at least you appreciate 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 the beauty of a Souls game. Yes, 
Yes, he does. Now, number three, I did speak about it last time we did a pod, um, and, and, and I love it, and I am working towards the platinum at the moment, and it's Evil West. And at the moment, I am still completely gushing about it. It's brilliant. It's honestly... You've been enjoying that, haven't you? I, I really have, and I think the main reason why I've been enjoying it, as I mentioned the other week, is purely because I'm a massive fan of Dark Watch. Did you play Dark Watch on PS2? No. Dark Watch is phenomenal. It's basically the same story as Evil West, pretty much, where it's a big cowboy institute who hunt down mythical monsters like vampires and werewolves and everything. And and you you play as a guy in Dark Watch called um, oh what's he called Jericho Cross, which is the most cowboy name <laughs> I could think of. And the the Dark Watch logo is is literally a skull surrounded by bullets, so it's quite metal. It's great. Um, but Dark Watch is a brilliant game if you've never played it. I do boot it up on the PS2 every now and again because it's 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 really really fun to play. Um, but Evil West sort of takes that and moves it into that God of War style over the shoulder third person action adventure RPG sort of style thing where you can customize your character upgrades and the most interesting thing is and I think it's really nice is that each weapon has a dedicated button oh I yeah. like that yeah so you don't have to go on a stupid weapon wheel and switch weapons constantly like, like on UFC each button is a different limb Exactly, it's exactly like that. It sort of took that formula but applied it to a cowboy vampire hunting game. There we go, it's just cowboy UFC. Oh, can there you imagine? There is actually a UFC fight away, he's retired now, Cowboy Cerrone. It's just based on Cowboy Cerrone. It might It might actually be. Uh, but it's, it's like, so R2 is your pistol, you can like hold that and it shoots, shoots out in quick quick succession. If you hold down L2, it aims your either... Um, your carbine rifle or it's did you watch the i think it's, is it 2005 the 2005 van helsing film with hugh jackman i have seen it i don't remember much of it but i know that i've seen it do you recall the like machine gun crossbow that he has no no well, I don't. You, so you <laughs> it's get been a, a machine, while you basically get a machine gun crossbow and it's so good uh, so that's you have a switch between that, and then you have like square is um, like a quick fire um, double barrel shotgun, and then you have like it's grenade, and then you can stun all the enemies by pressing triangle. Like every button does a different thing, and you can do all these different combos and everything. Now, saying that the story isn't, it's not the best story in the world. It's just classic. It's sort of like there's a big bad guy, and everybody wants to go kill him. That's it. But that's classic. It's a classic ps3 style game which is sort of the game that i've been wanting to play because i, I think miss we've... the ps3 games exactly they were so I simple it is it's simple and that's the core of it and i think we've got so bogged down well the gaming industry's got so bogged down in having to pump out 70 to 150 hour rpgs which which nobody can complete unless think, you're a student. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just that's that's just the way storytelling's gone in general in like in film and television as well. You think of films in the in the noughties, We were watching some the other week, and they were quite simple. They're about an hour to twenty hour and twenty minutes or so. There'd be a nice story. You could follow it all the way through. Whereas now everything's got to be like six or seven two and a half hour films, which you have to really pay attention to follow what's going on, and you yeah. have to really think. And I think it's nice sometimes just to have something that's. A bit more linear, things are explained along the way, and you can just follow, and it's just, okay, we'll introduce the protagonist early on, 
and you hold or an, an antagonist, sorry, and your whole journey is getting your own back on them. Yeah, and that's that's a nice thing to go for, and it's it, I think that we need more games like it. Like I remember a couple of years ago, I think it was twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen. Do you remember when they did the release the remake of Medieval? Yes, I do remember. Yeah, that like I remember booting up and going, "This is great." Like this is this is what I've been wanting because I just finished playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey and like spent 120 hours platinuming it, doing all the DLC and everything, and then Medieval came out and I remember just booting it up and thinking, this is what I've been needing, just a nice linear game where I can just go around, swing a sword. It's not taxing on my brain. I can do individual levels. You it's... never you never see a mission select menu anymore, do you? No, you never see a mission never. select menu. Never, and I think that's why I like I, I like I quite like Call of Duty still, is because they still do that. You can just yes. you have a start and an end point of a campaign, and you don't have campaigns anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like you don't have like stories. It's just one big open thing that takes hours and can go in loads of directions. And I love that. But also, give me something simple at the same yeah. time, something I can bang out in twenty hours or so, and, and not have to invest my whole life into getting fulfillment from it. Yeah, that's and that's exactly what Evil West is. As soon as you finish the mission, you can hop back on and replay it. And it's got a, like a collectible counter because there's like three different types of collectibles. There's um, bags of money, which is what you buy upgrades for your weapons for. There's um, lore collectibles, which you don't really need to get them. But it's interesting because each one you don't actually have to read. There's a voiceover for each one. So you can just sit there and listen to it and it's really nice. And then the next one is, um, it's sort of like, upgrades and perks for your character and you get them in chests and like i said on the mission select screen you can see how many of you've got and if you've got them all or not and there's trophies attached to them so that's really nice that they've brought back some classic type of gaming and i think from what i know it's sold pretty well the reviews are pretty decent it's and, it, and you know what it looks fantastic every it's very very colourful. The colours are so out there in your face with some of the lighting choices in some of the scenes. Like, is a one of the first missions is this train that explodes and you're in the middle of the desert and it's at sunset. So you've got all the red flames, but then you've got like the orange sunset and everything. And it's be- It's a very beautiful game. I think that's the thing is as as they develop consoles, they started initially like PS1, PS2, PS3, and then PS4 was a case of how can we make the game look better and perform better. Now it's a case of, oh yeah, we'll tweak that a bit, but actually, can you fit this massive map onto the hard drive and load it all at once and, and have all this stuff? So it is nice just when they... Some games some games it's really nice to have that big expansion, that massive environment, that really in-depth story. Other times it's nice just to have a fun story and it looks good and has cool features. And that's exactly what Evil West is. Yeah, um, I might have to buy think... this. <laughs> I mean, well, I'll send it you if you want, because as, as, as soon as I've platinumed it, I'll send it you along so you can have a little play of it. It's nice. 15 hours to finish the campaign, and then I think it's probably about 22 to platinum it, because it's basically just to clear up and then finish it finish it on the hardest difficulty. So, Oh, not playing games on a hard difficulty. It's Elden Ring all over again. It is Elden Ring all over again, <laughs> but it Give is me easy mode. Plus. I'm a noob. <laughs> new game plus, though, so you get your full upgrades ah, and you get your... Right. Because the machine gun crossbow basically destroys every single enemy, and as soon as you get onto those first levels again, it's just it wrecks everything. So it's really good. Yeah. Um, gonna move on to my number two, which is unsurprisingly um, God of War Ragnarok. And I'm not going to talk too much about it though, because obviously you haven't played it yet, have you? No, not yet. No, and I, like like I said, once I've platinumed it, I will send it you along as well, so you can chat about it when you're on that. Um, 
God of War Ragnarok, sequel to 2018's God of War. It continues the story right where it leaves off. And there's all these mad twists and turns. It looks brilliant in 4K, especially if you've got 4K telly, play it on that. It just looks amazing. The story's fantastic. And it it's nice because obviously it's public knowledge that it's going to be the last Norse one. Yes. As all the producers and everything said. But it's really nice because obviously I won't spoil the ending in case obviously you haven't played it, in case anyone listening hasn't played it. But it's sort of nice how it ends because it, it, it closes that Norse story off. But then it also leaves it for you to go, ooh, I can't wait for that next one. <laughs> and so it's a nice sort of in-between of, it's like a melancholy ending. It's very, yeah, you sort of like sad because you're like, oh, that's the end of the Norse stuff. But, ooh, where's this going to go now? Which is a really nice feeling. The gameplay is fantastic as well. It, it, it You have all the moves that you have at the end of the first one. It doesn't strip you away like a classic game would. You've still got all of those combos and everything, but then you can sort of upgrade them and you add more combos to yourself. But like every God of War game, you're still going to use exactly the same moves over and over again. Yeah, always. Get the Blades of Chaos out. (laughs) Exactly. And you know what? There's some parts in that game towards the end which are... I just played it on normal difficulty. Like, I wasn't going to do it on easy. I wasn't going to do it on hard. I was like, I'll just go in the middle as it's intended. Like, there's some parts in that game which are rock solid towards the end, and I can't imagine finishing it on the hardest difficulty. It's There's this one bit where you're in Muspelheim, and there's, like, five enemies. You're about to go out to the gate, and, you know, like, a classic bit. It's like, let's leave this area, and then there's some enemies before you get to the gate to leave. And there's this one enemy, and it's the first time you encounter it, and it's basically this bloke on the back of a big beast... And he keeps generating the shield. And it, and while the shield's up, you can't harm any of the other enemies in the area. Oh. And I didn't realise, because it doesn't tell you, that if you throw your axe, you can knock him off. And ah, that's what you're meant to do. And you knock him off, kill him, kill the beast, and then you can kill all the other enemies. But it doesn't tell you that. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I spent about 45 minutes over and over again, dying over and over again before I realised it. But the gameplay is fantastic, and that, I said to you, the um, when we saw each other on the weekend, the last two hours of that game are just no holds barred, just constant action, and it's just it's amazing what they do in the last two hours of that game. It's just it's a, it's a feast for the eyes, as some would say. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to get on that one. Honestly, it's very good. But with With no further ado, we're going to get down to my number one, my favourite game of the year. Uh, I did talk about it before as well, uh, and I've got a few honourable mentions at the end, but my top game of the year is a game that didn't come out this year, but I played this year for the very first time, and it's going to be no surprise to you, it's Days Gone. Days Gone, yeah. You you really got on with that, didn't you? You really enjoyed that. Like, it's amazing. I watched some gameplay from it the other day, it just popped up on Instagram Reels, and I was just looking at it and I was just thinking, God, I'd love to play that again. It's the, And I don't usually get that feeling with a lot of games. Like Usually I play it to completion, 100% it, put it down, might touch it in a couple of years' time for a little bit, but I don't usually revisit too many games. But I'd love to boot that up. If I had the time, I would 100% play through that game again. It's just, it's that game, if you want a zombie game, is absolutely perfect. I think it is probably one of, if not the best zombie game that's out there for you to play, bar 
probably like Resident Evil 2 or Resident Evil 4, something like that. It's probably along the same lines as them in in terms of quality and greatness and just the intensity you feel when you're playing it. When you get a horde as well and you just run around a corner and there's like 600 zombies on screen <laughs> just like running towards you and you just you do just think in your mind, fuck. <laughs> like, you're like, oh no, I'm going to die. But it's just the weapons are there to allow you to take it down especially when you get uh, you can get like a tommy gun in it like a proper like tommy gun like a gangster tommy gun and it's got the the barrel um, magazine on it and everything and as soon as you get that you're just mowing down hundreds and hundreds of zombies and it's just so good in the way that the way that the story's told and the way that it's paced and the writing, the acting as well is phenomenal. There's not one character in there where the voice acting or the motion capture or anything is bad. It's every last part of it is superb quality, especially now it's been sort of updated for PS5, like 4K visuals and, and all like the um, the effects have been updated to that as well. It's really, really good. And there's a big, big following of it um, trying to get a Days Gone 2, which obviously I do have my suspicions that they probably because of this, there's so many people who want a new one. Surely it's in development. Like at least pre-production. If there's like. enough demand for it, you'd you'd expect they'd maybe consider it, or at least have a few storyboards, wouldn't you? Yeah, and I don't know why they wouldn't consider it because it'd be a, a massive sell. Because it sold millions of copies. Like I know, like reviewers completely panned it at the start, but that's because it sort of like released with a load of bugs. Like, uh, but I think that's probably down to Sony just wanting to get the product out there and make some money for it because obviously they're there to a time scale with their publishers. Yeah, and they want to get money in certain parts of the year and everything they want it out for the holidays get it for christmas and stuff but i think now they know that a game needs to be pure quality to release it and i think that's shown with god of war like there's i played that on day one and there's no bugs nothing wrong with it it's absolute perfection i think that's it sometimes is they use us as like the beta testers now for a lot of things they think we'll scrap it we'll put it together we'll get it we'll chuck it out then and they can tell us the bugs and then we'll We'll continually improve them over a year until no one's playing it anymore. Exactly, that's Call of like, Duty for you. <laughs> well, there you go. But it's like just fix it straight away. Just release the perfect game, and that's it. It's good that developers can patch games, but I don't think a game should be released where people are complaining about bugs. I mean, unless you're Bethesda, and that's part of the course. But you know, mm. um, but that's it. Days Gone is my number one. So we've got the Ascent, Elden Ring, Evil West, God of War, Ragnarok, and the game that I enjoyed the most this year was Days Gone, which is absolutely phenomenal. Just going to round off very briefly with some honourable mentions. Um, Ghost of Tsushima on PS5, brilliant game. You, you, did you play through that? Did you finish it? Yeah, I didn't finish it because something came out. I can't remember what, but I did play a good chunk of it and I did thoroughly enjoy it. Very, very good. I've platinumed it both times on PS4 and PS5. That is one of the very few games where I will, I'll definitely play it again, probably in the next year, because I love it. And obviously, we're going to get a second one, and it's going to be amazing. Uh, I just love playing as a samurai and going through and chopping people's hands off. It's brilliant. <laughs> um, <laughs> and finally, um, this is also a game that didn't come out this year, but it was a free game on PS Plus. Um, and it's Toem. Do you know what that is? No. <laughs> it's great. It's it's probably the most relaxing game I've ever played. I did almost put it as my number five and put the Ascent as an honourable mention, but um, Toem's basically a game where you play as this little character. It's very it's a two D game. It's very short, probably about four or five hours, and in that four or five hours, you get the platinum naturally as well. And 
you basically are this character and you're going to see this event that happens. I think it's like once every now and again. And it's basically this big light show that happens naturally. And it's this big gem on top of a mountain. And you've got to go there and take a photo of it. And the whole game, you set tasks by these characters in different areas. And it's basically, you're going through this game, listening to an absolutely beautiful soundtrack. I do I play it sometimes on Spotify. The soundtrack, it's, it's beautiful to listen to. And while you're doing that, you're taking photos of the surroundings. It's a very unique art style. It all looks hand-drawn. It's all black and white. Very few colours in the game. And that's it. You literally walk around for a couple of hours and do tasks for people, taking photos for them, getting rewarded with different items to allow you to access the next area and help other people. And it's just a photography game that's very chilled out, very beautiful. I, don't, I remember just like... I played it in over on a Sunday. I just booted it up, didn't know what it was, didn't look at any trailers, booted it up, got a coffee, and I think I had a pasty or something. And I played it, and it's just a lovely experience for the whole four or five hours that you're playing it. It's just a very relaxing, beautiful game. So if you have a chance, get a coffee, get some food, and just sit there for a couple of hours and play Toem um, if you can. <laughs> it's it's a very, very beautiful game. Ah, there we go. Nice little but, recommendation at the end there. There you go. That's my seven seven games. It's not all games about killing people that I like. <laughs> no, no. There's a good, there's a good mix. It's well, sort of a good mix. I mean, they're all basically about killing people and ripping, ripping people's throats out, and then you have a game that's about relaxing photography at the end. There we go. Very there nice. we go. But that's that's pretty much it. They are my recommendations. Jamie, what games have you loved this year? Please do tell. Um, so I'm going to start off with one that... You might laugh at lawn mowing simulator. <laughs> yeah, you absolutely love that. You messaging me constantly about it. That's, I'm, just, I'm glad that you put a simulator in there. No, I I played this earlier on in the year, and I played it for probably about a month non-stop. It was all I was playing, even when I was up till like six a.m. watching UFC. I'd, I'd have that on one monitor, and then I'd have lawn mowing simulator. And essentially, it, it, it's as it says on the tin, it's a lawn mowing simulator. You have your own lawn mowing business, and there are different gardens you can go to. Um, and you upgrade your equipment over time, so you can upgrade your actual mower, you can upgrade like the blades, you can have um, how it dispenses of all the cuttings, whether it's like the case that it stores it, or it like has a mulcher deck so that it like just shreds it, or if it like blows it out the side. And then different gardens have different sizes, they have different requirements, like some people need certain patterns on the grass, um, you've got to dodge all the flower beds, you've got to pick up, you've got to do ground sweeps beforehand and pick up any dog toys or rubbish that's been left about. Um, and you you make money from these jobs, and it's dependent on first of all the size of the garden, how much they want. you get like a contract, like a certain amount for a certain um, certain space, and they'll say, oh, bonus for doing it in this time. Also, depending on um, the amount of like damage you do, so if you hit any flower beds, you get a bit of a penalty, that kind of thing. Um, and you just gradually build it up over time, and you can get employees that you can buy equipment for and send them out to other jobs, so that whilst you're doing yours, they're doing theirs. And you have to consider as well like the length of the grass because some jobs will be like long grass and you've got to go a bit slower or you'll overload your blades and they'll overheat and not cut the grass properly. So um, I really enjoyed that for the couple of weeks that I was playing it. Uh, I found you, that really fun. You know the employees? Yes. So when you get them, is there some sort of like currency that you've got to pay them? Yeah, so it's just, I don't know what currency it is, whether it's dollars or pounds. I think you can probably set it in the menus, but essentially you hire them and they have a wage. Um, but then you send them out, it's quite easy to make the money back. The main thing is being able to afford the 
um, equipment for them to go and use because you need to buy a whole other mower, you need to buy the strimmers because you have to strim the edges as well. So you have to send them out with equipment. Uh, and if you if you send them out with a mower, you can't use that one. So you have to gradually improve that. And then they get levels dependent on their experience. So the more jobs they do, the higher their level. They then do a better job, and they do a better job if you give them better equipment. They earn more money, but you can you get a personal level, I think, and then from memory, you can only have so many employees until you reach a certain level, and then it expands. That's you know what? It sounds really good. <laughs> you explaining it to me when when someone says, "Oh, I love lawnmower simulator," you do initially think, "What the hell are you on about?" Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the most cool. of it is just sat there cutting the, cutting the grass, but it's quite peaceful, exactly. quite satisfying as well. Just watching the grass get, getting cut, and you can draw patterns in it because you you most of the time you're actually just like driving a lawnmower. So I was tempted to actually get my wheel and pedals out for it. <laughs> and have a go like that and I, I did buy some safety goggles I was going to do a stream where I had safety goggles and like a flat cap and um, just pretending to drive lawnmowers I never got round to it but it's part, most of it's cutting the grass but then there is also the element of um, growing the, the business I'm going to re-download that I think but that, that was one game that I really loved this year that's good well you know what, if it's ever on offer or anything or ever upgrade to the next PS Plus I think I might actually give it a um, give it a little go because I do like a relaxing game. Worth it. It's so chill. It's so chill. And speaking of games that are, are chill, this game was not chill. It was actually quite stressful at times. But actually, I wouldn't say stressful. Just a bit difficult. Was Stray? That was another game that came out, which was obviously hotly anticipated, and I really enjoyed it. Um, so Stray was first announced when the PS5 was announced. It was it was included as a game that. You could expect to see on the console at one of the launch games. It didn't come out at launch. Um, but Stray essentially follows a cat that, trying to avoid spoilers for anyone who's not played it, is separated from its little. A stray cat that's separated from its little family and then falls into the underworld in this kind of like a dystopian, almost like cyberpunk underworld and has to find its way back and uncover secrets along the way. And did you play Stray in the end? No, I didn't. It's still, it's it's on my, honestly, I've got a never ending (laughs) list of games. It's like, that's on it. Um, Like, Bio Mutant, because that's free at the moment. That's, that's like, that's on my list. I've got um, the Tiny Tina's Wonderlands game on there. I've got Plague Tale Requiem to play still. I've got, honestly, my list of games to play is bloody never ending. It's ridiculous. But yes, (laughs) I I, I am going to play it one day. it does look great, and it, it's it's definitely one that I'm gonna venture into. Um, hopefully soon, probably in the new year, I'm gonna try and pick it up. Yeah, well, just for the avoidance of spoilers, essentially you find your way into this like, under un- underworld where there's all these um, like robots living in slums, and it's like this dystopian sort of reality, and yet you're uncovering the secrets of it and trying to obviously get out. And what I like is it's one of those games that I was talking about earlier that isn't overly long it just makes use of the fact that we can now have games with really cool environments that look great and are fun to explore whilst also keeping it quite linear and having the story easy to understand and there's lots of little twists there's lots of little action there's a good mix between exploration and action um there's a few little side quests that you can do i I played it the once and that was enough for me i i did it in about i think can complete it in about two hours i think i think there's a trophy for doing it in something like two hours unless it's four hours i'm not sure but i did it in about 10 hours i think um and just stop to enjoy the story do a few little side missions along the way um and you just play as a cat just going around there's a dedicated meow button you can scratch walls and floors just 
because you're a cat. Um, but I would strongly recommend that. If you want something that's just fun, enjoyable, not too difficult. There's a couple of bits that are a bit like, oof, like having to avoid security drones or cameras. There are a couple of um, hostile NPCs in yeah. the game. Um, but it's just such a fun game to look at, to explore and to play. So you want just something that you can sit maybe over the Christmas break and just bash out in a day. Stray is up there. 100% worth playing. That's good. Um, I'm definitely going to pick it up. Like so, like so, like relaxing games, and I'd like to play the game as a cat. So there you go. Yeah, brilliant game that. Um, the other thing I'd like to talk about is Rocket League. I've been playing a lot of Rocket League this year. Uh, Rocket League's fantastic. I got back into it. I played it when it first went free on PS Plus in it was either 2016 or 2017, and then I played it for about a week and then didn't touch it after that until this year. Someone said, "Just go on Rocket League," and I thought, "Go on then." thinking, oh, I'm terrible at this, but then I really enjoyed it, and I've been playing and playing, whereas now it's... I've had a couple of months off because I've been playing Call of Duty, but I've gone back to Rocket League now, and that's mainly what I'm playing at the moment. Um, for anyone who isn't sure what Rocket League is, or formerly known as Supersonic Acrobatic Rocket Powered Battle Cars, you are essentially a, a Hot Wheels car, which has a rocket boost, and you play football by driving your, your little car into a big ball, and you have to hit it into the opponent's net. That's it's it. It's great. And it's, it's fun, fun though. It's fun. Like, I remember because what car did I? Oh, uh, I've got the DeLorean on it. Very nice. I've got the Batmobile. Yes. Which one? Uh, I've got the 2008 Tumbler or 2005. Nice. Can oh, you I think get it's the, the... one. Can you get the Tim Burton one from '89? I think all the Batmobiles are in it. There was a big pack with loads of them, so I might actually have the other ones. Um, I'm going to have a look. I'm actually going to search this up right now while you're talking. There about is it. one of the classic ones in there. I've also got. Um, the F1 cars. I've got all the F1 2022. Oh, I didn't know you get the F1 cars on it. They're all in it. Yeah, they got released. I've, I haven't got the 2021 cars, just the 22 cars. Oh um, yeah, sorry, sorry to put in. You can get, you can get the 1989 Batmobile. There you go. I knew there was and a classic you, one in there. And you can get the Robert Pattinson one as well. Yes, they've got quite a few. Um, so. I've got the 2008 one. Uh, well, 2005 was Batman Begins. 2008 was Dark Knight. But yeah, yeah, I've I've got that one. Um, I don't use it too much. But I've I've just had a good bit of fun playing that, doing some uh, some competitive games. That's been been enjoyable. Um, not really much else to say other than that. It's one of those <laughs> things that, again, just is is quite simple. But I've I've been really enjoying it. Yeah, I mean, Rocket League's Rocket League. I think if you know what it is, you know what it is. If you don't know what it is, you've probably heard of it. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's Rocket League, and then the other one, the final one I'm going to mention, probably no surprise. Um, I am actually really impressed with Call of Duty this year. There have yeah, been you love it, don't you? Quite, yeah, I do. There have been quite a few years on end where I've still played it regularly. I'm, I've been playing that since I was about 10. I've been playing since about 2006, I think, on Call of Duty, um, which makes me feel really old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but essentially this year they've just seemed to have pulled it back a bit because the last few years have kind of missed the mark the multiplayer has been a bit stale whereas this year it's not as complete as i would have liked at launch there's been quite a few bugs they every time they bring out a new update they break something um but that's just call of duty you get used to that huh. i feel like there there was more they could have done with the multiplayer to have it running smoothly everything was like yeah that's not ready at launch that's not ready it'll be out in a couple of months we're going to delay it further so we've still not got ranked play uh, which usually it doesn't come out straight away, but usually you're not having to wait months and months for it. Um, 
But the campaign was spot on. The campaign was released a week early and generally haven't seen many negative reviews about the campaign. Right. Even when they've been good over the last sort of four or five years, people are still absolutely slandering them. But anyone who says on any sort of forum or any TikTok video, yeah, the campaign was terrible for Modern Warfare 2, they're like, no, you're wrong. I don't think it's the best campaign ever. Um, I'm not sure what I would say is. I would say it's definitely the best we've had in a long time, and it is up there as one of the greatest. Uh, it's the, the pacing was good, the characters were good, it was easy to follow, and the ending resolved things, but but left a little bit of a cliffhanger. So I'm going to talk about it, so if you don't want to hear the ending, listen away now. But essentially, it's, it's a reboot of the old Modern Warfare series. And um, most people will know this anyway if you're into Call of Duty, but at the end, there's a cutscene after the credits, like an end credits yeah. Scene, and there are a group of people on a plane, and they order a special meal when theirs comes out, and they get a little metal dish. The ones where you have to like lift the lid off it, um, yeah. and they oh, lift like it cosh. up. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. And they lift up the lid, and then there are taped inside their lids like parts of a gun, and then they pull things out of their tray and out of their chair, and they put together guns. And then one of them gets out a phone and texts everyone and says, "Remember, no Russian." And drops his phone in a glass oh, and it obviously what? fizzes and destroys. So that was the end cutscene. So they've left it on a really good cliffhanger. Um, so that was Makarov. Um, and they're about to do like a, a Mile High Club mission esque. Oh, uh, so they're, they're redoing No Russian. So they're on a plane, about to obviously conduct a shooting on a plane um, in the middle of the air. Bloody so... Yeah, honestly. But that's like. You know, it's really weird to say because obviously we've grown up playing all the Call of Duty games. But it's weird to say, but that's a proper deep cut, isn't it, now? Nowadays, that's a deep cut. Like, if you haven't played the original Modern Warfare games, you're not going to know what no Russian means. No, there's lots of little throwbacks that I think, oh, that's obvious. I remember doing that three years ago on the original COD, and then I'm like, ah, 15 years. (laughs) It's been that long. COD 4, I think, was about 16 years ago now. 16, uh, 15, 16 years ago? Mm. Um. But no Russian, for anyone who's wondering, was essentially a mission that was very controversial to the point where you could you could choose to skip it, where you were a Russian terrorist that committed a mass shooting on civilians in an airport. Um, so the, the, the Russians on a plane texting, remember, no Russian, that was what was said at the start of the mission. They didn't want to speak Russian because they wanted it not to look like it was like a false flag attack, essentially. Um, yeah. So there's a little throwback to that, but it was deep, yeah. You wouldn't, you probably wouldn't have something that drastic on a game today. I think, I think that'd be a bit too far now. Um, but it existed, and we had a little throwback to it. That's good. I mean, Call of Duty, you know, is. I think it's one of them, one of them franchises where it's stable, and it's every single one of them even if there is a bit of controversy behind it, you know it's always going to be a quality game. You're always going to get a good amount of content out of it. A good volume of content. It's always going to have its money's worth in there. I think they've set the bar so high with previous instalments that now if they're not on it each year, everyone is like, this is the worst game ever. Um, and I'm I'm guilty of falling into that trap. I'll still play it, but I'll complain about it. But this is the first time it one's come out, and I've been like, do you know what? I'm a couple of months in. I'm still playing it quite regularly, and I'm not begging for the next game yet. Yeah. So that is why it gets a nod this year. It it it's it's just 
wouldn't say hit the nail on the head, but it's definitely a return to form for me. I mean, that, I, you know, what, to be fair, like I have been watching some gameplay of it. I was looking at um, a video um, of all the little details in it. Actually, to, it was actually this morning, um, and with all the different like reload animations for all the guns and stuff, and then it's all like so specific. Like if you've got like the revolver and you shoot like two bullets, it'll only it'll actually just reload those two bullets that you've used. Yeah, lots and, of little and details. It, and when you're doing the like magazine check and stuff, it's different. To how many bullets like if you've got one bullet left the actual magazine will have no bullets in when you take it out so it's like all the little details have been very well thought through it's basically just the developers just going yeah we can do it so why not yeah it's just a shame that the servers were broken at launch and they had to <laughs> remove about half the maps because of copyright issues uh because that was another thing they had they've had to take the museum map out because it's like getty museum which i think there was actually a lawsuit like a trademark it's in gta 5 um and then they were going to take out breenberg hotel uh but that's actually stayed in um that that is still in the game and they had to temporarily temporarily remove the yasmarina or i think it's called grand prix uh, yeah the map because it was yasmarina in singapore or no, not, not yasmarina that's abby dabby marina bay there we go the singapore track it was called marina bay that was it Marina Bay Grand Prix, but there was copyright on that. They had to remove all reference to Marina Bay, and now it's called Crown Raceway. Uh, so, just lots of little things that you're like, come on, come on, Activision, come on, Infinity Ward, get it right. I mean, and uh, hopefully they'll um, fix 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 the things in the future as well. I think next we I can think now they know now they know this. I think hopefully the next Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare Three, maybe who knows what it'll be called? Maybe Modern Warfare three back in the habit that's what it should be called yeah it's just nuns fighting each other yeah that'd be fun to see wouldn't it (laughs) maybe who knows but those Um, are my games anyway that's good you know what i think it's a very nice comprehensive list um now just before we leave just a quick reminder that next next week is not gonna be anything because it's um it's christmas <laughs> it's christmas on sunday actually step uh, into christmas step, step into, into christmas, christmas. Copyright, into christmas. That's, um, <laughs> that's, that's the only lyrics i don't know any 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 more lyrics than step into christmas and um, that's just because of gavin and stacy um now when we come back in the new year we're going to kick it off with a bloody 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 big bang new year special um and we're just going to have a chat, aren't we? <laughs> Probably about how Christmas went. Pretty much. What, what presents did Santa bring us? And <laughs> stuff like that. Um, tonight, actually, um, in 48 minutes' time, I'm going to be watching Avatar. Taj Manzor's favourite film of all time. What, the new one? Yeah, you know Taj from Come Fly With Me? You yeah. remember that back in 2010? He was like, my favourite film of all time is Avatar 2. I know it's not been made yet, but it's just going to be wicked. (laughs) That was 12 years ago. Well, I hope it is wicked. It's been been getting some good reviews as well, and it's made quite a bit of money over the weekend. So hopefully it's very good. Yeah, we're going to view... In the land of blue men. Oh, yes, we're going to view to it. So I'm going to get a big Tango Ice Blast and some nachos and cheese, and I'm going to absolutely yum it up and I'm going to have a bloody great time. So when we come back, I'm going to give you a full review of Avatar 2, The Way of Water. Not not every man this time. No, not every man this time. I think it's because it's... Because um, with every man, it's basically completely packed and right. sold out for every single show. In, you. And we feel like for this, we'd rather go to somewhere that's a bit, little bit more emptier, that we're not going to yeah. get some like freaks 
<laughs> sat next to us talking for the entire time because the view cinema rooms are huge so it's you don't have to sit near anyone really you so a lot more people in don't you yeah and usually some people don't show up so hopefully it's quite an empty show in and um get to eat them nachos and drink that ice blast anything you want to say before we go uh wow now that is the new catchphrase of the show anyway this has been the babblers guild we're signing off for 2022 we hope everybody listening has a wonderful christmas or whatever holiday you're celebrating <laughs> yeah if it's a christmas or whatever holiday you're celebrating um and have a happy new year i don't care for new year's myself but there we go <laughs> i didn't mind mind this one to be honest yeah. bit better than the last two a bit better than the last two hope 2023 is a good one and we'll see you all in the new year. Yes. Bye. <laughs> Bye.